0: Hey guys, it's Ed, and I am here to talk about the talk. We're going into a whole deep dive with this. Um, Thanks to Will, who has made my life exponentially easier. Um, He's doing a PaloTalk deep dive right now uh, because he is awesome. (laughs) So sit back, and let's get right to the gossip. There is continued fallout from the Meghan Markle interview with Oprah. The day after the the interview aired, Piers Morgan was on his show, Good Morning Britain, and basically said that he does not believe that Meghan Markle was suicidal. His co-hosts were incensed. He actually walked off the set because they blasted him for what he said. Um, For a little context here, one of the reasons why they were so upset is because uh, the network is running... A mental health campaign, and they felt that Pierce's words were going to be uh, quite dangerous um, and, and give people a reason not to speak about how they're feeling or uh, their mental health. And rightfully so. Uh, complaints flooded into Ofcom, which is Burton's version of the FCC, uh, nearly 47,000 complaints were launched against him, including one by Meghan Markle herself. Now, I know y'all are wondering, like, Ed, you said this is about the talk, but you're only talking about Piers Morgan. I'm built into it, yo. Stay calm. (laughs) So, over here in the States... Uh Piers Morgan obviously had his usual defenders, and on uh, March 10th, Sharon Osborne took rank with Piers. And this is where things uh get really interesting. So, she and Cheryl Underwood, her co-host, were talking. Well, Cheryl Underwood was talking, and Sharon Osborne was being very defensive and yelling. And trying to get, uh, Sher- Sharon was trying to get Cheryl to say that Pierce never said anything racist. And Cheryl was kind of just going along and saying, "Like these are the things he, he said. These are the things he's did. Why isn't this? Why isn't this a concern of yours?" Basically, and when all was said and done. The talk went on hiatus. Um, Part of it was planned. Um, There were some basketball games coming up and all that. Part of it was intentional because CBS launched an investigation into what happened. And... All I need to do is listen to this deep dive of the talk to find out what happened behind the scenes. I'm going to be right back with some more details about that segment that nobody else knows yet. I'll be right back. And I am back. So, Sharon later put out a tweet that basically says that she's growing and learning and whatever. Typical celebrity me culpa. Where she is trying to... <coughs> get people to think that she's growing and learning. Uh, she actually seems to be taking the Nick Cannon route of... Um, being combative. Um, but also recognizing that their behavior was wrong it's an interesting spin um not one that i'm sure is going to help her see sharon osborne has some very powerful allies but she also has a very powerful enemies one of the things that sharon said was that um She only found out about the segment 20 minutes ahead of time. This is true. And it was by design. See, over the course of the last few years, Sharon has had kind of a queen bee attitude about her role on the talk. Uh, And we're going to talk about how she forced... Uh, Creator Sarah Gilbert out, Murray Osmond, and uh, made life really uncomfortable for Julie Chin. But, before we get to all that, let's talk about how this segment came to be as it were. The talk has been taking on controversial issues lately in the hopes of gaining some ratings traction against the view. Thus far, it's not really worked. And, but this was one segment where everyone knew that it could work because Sharon and Pierce are friends. They go way back. So what's kind of set this whole thing into motion was uh sherry Redstone is the owner of c b s Viacom, the parent company of c b s uh and the talk and uh, Sharon Osborne had gone off on a tangent about how unprofessional and um, how uncouth Sherry Redstone is. Probably not the best thing to do uh, to talk about with the majority, uh, the majority stockholder of a company you work for. Well, Sharon didn't know that word got back to Sherry, and Sherry was livid about this. <clears throat> but she waited; she was waiting for the right time to make her move. And she finally got her chance as this whole debate was heating up. Um, it was good for ratings. It was good for everyone, and it's a good way to get rid of Sharon Osborne. So, Sherry had a meeting with CBS Daytime President Angelica McDaniel, and kind of, not kind of, she flat out said, you are going to have this segment, you know, frame it however you need to. But I want this segment done. Angelica said yes. Called the producers and said. We've been given the instructions to do this. And bam. Now. When Sharon says she was blindsided. Well she could definitely make a case for that. She had to have seen it coming. Um, CBS is the network that carried. The Meghan Markle Oprah interview. And of course they're going to want to capitalize. On every aspect of it. And on a show that has been delving into. Hot topics. Especially hot. Pop culture topics. There was no way that they were going to avoid it. But using Cheryl Underwood. As kind of the. Uh, referee for this, was not an accidental choice. Cheryl Underwood has been complaining about Sharon Osbourne for years and begging and pleading with executives to do something about her. And now it's happened. So CBS is doing this investigation but it's not necessarily an investigation. Sources tell me that what they want to do is get rid of Sharon Osborne altogether so that they can be free from all of the drama that she brings. And Sharon Osborne brings a lot of drama. And she has created a work environment that is atrocious. And we're going to learn more about that in just one second. I'm going to take a break, and I'll be right back. And I am back. So, as I mentioned previously, Sharon Osborne has some very powerful allies and some very powerful enemies. Sherry Redstone is one of her enemies, as is Angelica McDaniel. Angelica had been wanting to release Sharon from her contract for a very long time for her behavior off-camera. But Sharon Osborne has a pay-or-play contract, uh, which basically boils down to either she does the work and gets paid, or you terminate the contract and she still gets paid. It doesn't matter. And... Nobody wanted to pay out that much money, which is why her allies kept winning. Uh, Sherry Redstone wanted to find a way to uh, get rid of the contract and to get rid of Sharon. And she may have found her way. Ah, uh, so. Uh, As CBS investigates, things are starting to leak out. Things that were already known and some things that were not known. And some things took a little digging, Um, but I found them. So, Sarah Gilbert left the talk and claimed that she wanted to spend more time with her family and the like. Um, As we already told you, this was not true. Um, There had been talk that she was going to uh, join The View. However, she was very resistant to that idea. Um, She told ABC she would guest co-host, but she didn't want to be a regular um, panelist. And when she was asked why, she just said she did not have a good experience on the talk. Well, the reason why she wasn't having a good experience on the talk is because Sharon Osborne was making homophobic slurs against her at every turn. Uh, Our L.A. source talked about one particular instance where... Our like our gave a um, gave an instance where Sarah had wanted to do a topic about a girl going to palm uh, but not being allowed to take her girlfriend and how she felt that was very wrong and whatever. all the other co-hosts were were all for it and sharing. ...threw a nasty little tantrum about it. And... Uh, ...in one... Uh, ...in one screaming... Uh, ...fit... ...essentially said that... ...the only reason why the... quote unquote pussy lurker wants to do this... ...is because she's a fucking dyke. And that it was not good... ...for the show for... ...for them to... ...talk about such things... Undeterred, Sarah pushed for the segment. And ultimately, the segment aired. And Sharon put on the nice grandma face. (coughs) In another instance, uh, Sarah, who also enjoyed an executive producer credit, had asked to direct an episode. Sharon threw a fit saying she was the bigger name. And if anyone was going to direct an episode or anything of that sort, it should be her. When it looked as if they were going to go forward with the idea of Sarah directing and all of that, Sharon exploded at an executive saying she was not taking orders from from a carpet muncher. which Sarah overheard and this led to a nasty feud between the two that lasted until the day she left. Now I kind of pushed back on that a little bit because of course Sharon and Ozzy Osbourne appeared on the Connors, and it seemed to be that you know if there was a feud they wouldn't do that. Our LA source let, it, let me know that it was all ABC's idea to push for it um, to see if they could lure in some of the talk's audience to boost ratings for the Connors. And that Sharon was told up front that the executive producer title that Sarah holds on the Connors. ...was not a vanity title... ...and that she actually had authority on the set. Sharon promised to play nice. (coughs) But... ...behind the scenes... ...apparently she was not thrilled... ...to learn that... ...Sarah was... ...far more successful... uh, ...than she was... ...and that... ...Sarah... Really didn't want her even doing this. She didn't want Sarah doing this. Uh, Sarah didn't want Sharon, rather, doing this episode. And it was only a small cameo at the end. Um, Maybe 30, 40 seconds at most. Uh, But Sarah was very concerned about how Sharon was going to behave. And in fact, had quite a few other people around her just to uh, make sure that nothing was said or done. Sarah has completely complied with the CBS investigation and given a statement. Uh at this point it is not known what exactly she said though both my CBS source and LA source said have said That it's not likely that there was anything nice uh, said about her former (coughs) co-host. And in a little twist of fate here, Sarah Gilbert has the ear of Sherry Redstone. So... I think things can start being pieced together. And next we're going to talk about... Eve's departure from the talk. And trust me, it's good. I'll be right back. And I'm back. So, after successfully getting rid of Sarah Gilbert... Sharon Osbourne set her sights on Eve. Now, this, was a, this one was a little complicated because Eve had quite a bit of good press going into this. Um, you know, she and her husband were trying to have a baby and, uh, you know, there was a lot of really good stuff coming up. Of course, uh, the show was virtual at this point. Uh, The pandemic had mandated that, and Eve was in London. So, with, with that, Eve was quite content to do the show virtual. Until Sharon started making her life miserable. And during uh, production meetings via Zoom, Sharon was lobbing nasty comments about how Eve was too old to have a baby and she should just give it up. In um, one particularly egregious moment, Sharon Osborne said that there were enough N-word babies around and she could easily adopt one and no one would be able to tell the difference. This shocked every person on the call, including our CBS source, who immediately reported it to their supervisor. (coughs) This was a moment where uh, Sharon knew she overstepped and apologized profusely. Eve complained to producers... And essentially gave a it's it's a her or me speech, and the producers weighed their options and truly believed that they would be back in the studio uh and didn't want to pay Eve's travel anymore. and again, the pay or play contract came in uh came into the conversation. And Eve was given a nice departing gift of a year's salary, uh, as long as she kept a lid on why she was truly leaving. So she went to Sarah Gilbert route and said that she w- wanted to focus on the family and raising her family with her husband, and that the travel was just too much. Now, of course, this was true. It was just too much for CBS to keep paying for her to travel back and forth. (coughs) Her departure shocked a lot of people. Uh, She had been brought in to replace Aisha Tyler, who has been stunningly silent on these accusations. Uh, She's not being silent because... She doesn't have anything to say, according to my CBS source. She's staying silent because she's waiting for the right time to drop her own bomb. Uh, Our CBS source said that they're not quite sure uh, what it is. Uh, They worked on a different show before coming over to the talk. Uh, but had heard rumblings that um, Aisha told the producers that she would not film with Sharon anymore. And given the type of language that we've heard so far, I think it's fair that we can assume that there is much, much more to what was being said than... um, Uh, than what has been currently talked about. Uh, As far as Eve goes, Eve is ready. She is bearing for a fight with Sharon Osbourne. And it's gotten to the point now where uh, our CBS source told me that Eve has actually asked for the NDA to be lifted. And threaten to speak even if they don't do it. What this would do is create a very damning portrait for Sharon Osbourne. Now, there's nothing to indicate right now that um, Eve is being stopped from speaking in fact. Um. Both my LA source and CBS source confirm that uh, CBS is very terrified of being labeled the NDA network. And our, some people inside are scrambling to figure out whether they should just go ahead and lift the NDA or find out if it's going to be enforceable in a quiet way. Uh, our our resident legal expert uh, was asked about this, and she said, technically speaking, NDAs are always enforceable, but they will have to publicly do it. They won't. They will not be able to keep this under seal uh, for very long, especially if the defendant argues uh, that it should be made public. And given that Eve has the resources for. um, Given that Eve has the resources for very expensive and very tough lawyers, expect that to be the argument that they use. And we're gonna. Coming up, we're going to talk about Marie Osmond's departure. And what that, what her hiring and departure means for the talk. I'll be right back. And I am back. And so Eve talked to Sarah, uh, Sarah Gilbert, about what happened. And Sarah, of course, related over to her friend Sherry. Now Sherry, by this time, was already incensed and already fuming at what was happening to, um, the talk show, uh, but they had hired someone who she was very friendly with and someone that she really enjoyed, um, keeping company with, Marie Osmond. Uh, for, for those of you who, uh, may have forgot or may not have known, um, many, 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 many moons ago, um, Marie Osmond had a talk show uh, with her brother, Donnie. uh, And it was produced by CBS Studios. Uh, So, all kind of coming full circle here. Um, So, Marie was announced as a replacement for Sarah Gilbert. Which kind of ruffled feathers uh, in a way because some people felt that Sarah should have been replaced with, uh, another, um, queer person. Or someone who maybe leaned, um, a little bit more liberal. Uh, so Marie Osmond was a, a curious choice. However, since the talk isn't the view, the The basic thought here was we should have someone who has name recognition, maybe is not at the peak of their career anymore, uh, but would have fun with a daily talk show. And they really wanted someone who had experience. Murray clicked all those boxes. Uh, Originally they had wanted Rosie O'Donnell uh, to fill the to fill that kind of void that Sarah was leaving, uh but Rosie had reservations about moving out to Los Angeles uh and had tried to get them to move the show to new york uh and there's more about that story, but we'll get to that part in just a minute uh right now, we want to focus on Murray Osmond. Marie's tenure with the talk was fairly quiet, um, but the ratings continued to sink, and many of her former allies were starting to look at Sharon and saying, you know, maybe maybe it is time to uh, get rid of her and bring in someone new. And Sharon kept fighting and fighting and fighting. And she did everything in her power to undermine Marie Osmond. Uh, including uh, behind the scenes trying to make it appear as though... Uh, trying to make it appear as though uh, Marie was being a diva or unprofessional. Uh, Both my CBS source and the LA source confirmed to me that Marie was nothing of the sort. She was down to earth, always willing to do whatever the job required of her. And frankly, um, everyone was actually very sad when, when Marie announced that she was leaving. Marie actually had it written into her contract um, that she could exit uh, basically anytime she wanted uh, because she had heard about the turmoil and whatever and she chose to exercise that option much to the chagrin of uh, those who wanted Sharon removed from uh, from the show. However... Don't cry for Murray too much. Uh, while she was actually very professional and everything, she, she was able to uh, stand up. I shouldn't say she was able to. She did stand up to uh, Sharon in some very big ways. Um, when word got back to her that Sharon was... Uh, accusing her of all these sorts of manipulations and, and the like. Um, Marie, in front of everyone, during a Zoom uh, production meeting, confronted Sharon and said that if she didn't know how to tell the truth, maybe she should keep her fat trap shut. That's a direct quote, by the way. <laughs> um. When it, word got back that Sharon had been mocking Marie's uh, doll doll business. Marie, again, stood up to her and said, "Um," and I quote, maybe my doll business does seem a little bit silly to you, but at least I made the money on my own. And through my own hard work, I didn't need my husband to help make me rich. And boom goes the dynamite. Um, So Marie was actually very beloved uh, by the uh, by the other co-host and by um, by the other co-host and by the uh, the crew because she was not taking guff from anyone. Which, you know, is always a great thing when you have a bully. And make no mistakes—that that is exactly what Sharon Osbourne is. She's a bully. And we're going to talk about how she bullied Julie Chen. And attempted to get rid of Rosie O'Donnell in just one second. I'm going to take a break. And I'll be right back. And I am back. So, so far this episode, we've talked about how Sharon has bullied most of our other co-hosts. Um, I wanted to mention that she quite regularly referenced Julie Chin as slanty eyes. You heard that correctly. (laughs) Um, She... Also claim that the only reason why Les Moonvez married Julie Chen is because he liked to fuck Asian chicks and that Julie must, be, must have been one hell of a lay. <coughs> and at one point, she very nearly called Julie Chen an overpriced whore on air it was but for the grace of TV broadcast standards and capitalism that that comment was missed, uh, being heard on air. <clears throat> when when Sarah Gil- Gilbert announced that she was leaving, everyone knew that there was going to be a rotating, uh, a rotating co-host search uh, that had proven to be very successful with The View uh, Live with Ryan and Kelly uh, among other panel and duo talk shows and producers had their eyes set on Rosie O'Donnell Uh, they felt that she brought two very important things to the show. The first was Name Recognition. Uh, Rosie, obviously, was an actress who uh, headlined her own talk show for many, many, many years. Well, not many, many, many. Like, six or seven years um, before telling Warner Brothers that she was leaving and had two very controversial stints over on The View. Both times she, uh, took a seat at the View Hot Topics table, ratings went through the roof. Even Moby Goldberg has admitted that. (coughs) And the talk really wanted those... The talk really wanted those views. uh, Those viewers, I should say. (coughs) But as I mentioned, uh... Rosie was already skeptical of moving to Los Angeles and taking on a full-time talk show. Um, but, her agent and managers had convinced her to at least hear the deal. <coughs> this sent shivers down Sharon Osborne's spine. Because if Rosie joined the cast... There was no way she was going to get away with everything she had been getting away with to this point. Rosie has a way of endearing herself to the crew and to the executives. Um, There's a story about how Barbara Walters uh, told Brian Franz that it was either her or Rosie and Brian Franz, uh, who was head of ABC Daytime, said, well, Babs, it's been nice knowing you. Uh, But Rosie's where it's at. Um, Of course, Rosie quit, uh, but that's a whole different topic. Um, But she does get the executives to love her because she brings the goods. If she promises an audience of 8 million, she brings 8 million people. And she has no qualms about doing it. Um... (coughs) Uh, And the talk seemed to be right up her alley, uh, with more pop culture talk and uh, arts and crafts, which is something that she had been wanting to do and introduce over at The View. So everything seemed like that's where it was heading. Until it wasn't. (laughs) Um, Word is... When Rosie was taping her episodes, Sharon buddied up to her and just kept whispering how awful Los Angeles was and how it wouldn't be really worth her time and effort to move to Los Angeles, especially since Rosie has always been a New York girl. given that she already had her doubts about joining the cast, Rosie eventually agreed. And the, the seat went to Murray Osmond. With this newest turmoil, talk of Rosie being offered the seat has heated up once again. And this time the chances are much higher that she's going to at least accept it on a a yearly basis. Or on a one-year basis, I should say. Um, With Sharon out of the way, there is a very real chance that CBS would be willing to relocate the talk to New York for Rosie, <laughs> um, mo- many of their co-hosts are uh, are from New York or have business in New York. Uh, so it would not be too much of a imposition for them to relocate. <sighs> um, and Rosie has Sarah Gilbert's stamp of approval. Uh, should she decide to join the cast. Our CBS source says. That Sharon Osbourne. Is very very likely. Going to be fired. Our LA source backed up that claim. And said. That the only way she escapes. A termination this time. Is if they cancel the show altogether. Uh Given. That they don't have anything in the pipeline to replace it, uh, they could do. They could pull an ABC and uh, give the show several months um, before they ultimately pull it and put an, uh, hour, an, another hour of news there. But the more likely scenario here is um, they keep the talk and ditch uh, Sharon Osbourne. And he said he has already heard rumblings that Sharon is trying to do her best to smooth this over. Um, Which is why she is uh, out there in full spin mode right now. Uh, But he said that. He doesn't think she's going to be able to spin her way out of this. Her behavior on set has cost her probably the most lucrative gig she's ever had. And with that, you now know everything I know about the talk scandal that is rocking daytime right now. Thank you all so much for listening as always. And until next time... Cheers.